as far as this, and I give myself my own advice every day. I get, I get stressed. I get angry. But uh, one of the biggest things I've learned, especially in COVID, is, the, is like the make a list and uh, prioritization of what you're trying to do. Um, when something r- really makes you mad, write it down, what it was, and then how you responded to it. And then keep doing that throughout the day. And then when you're um, in bed at night, look through your list and read your response. And now that you have time to think about it, how could I have done it differently? Um, kind of look at that. And then uh, put them in order of preference and like pay attention to the top five and the rest of them forget about them. This is episode number 197 with Robert O'Neill. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. Once again, my name is Dave Brown. I'm here with my partner and co-host, Barbara Allen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Today, we are blessed to have Robert O'Neill on the show again uh, for a second time. And he's been living under a rock. A former Navy SEAL, Rob O'Neill, was catapulted into the spotlight when his name was leaked as the SEAL who shot Osama bin Laden. And as much as he makes it a point to deflect praise onto every person and team member who made that raid a success, he has become the figurehead of that mission. But today, while he remains engaged with the military community and stays current on global and national events, Rob is more focused on his entrepreneurial path than clinging to his image as a Navy SEAL. He's pulled lessons from his own life and that of his colleagues and uses them to teach leadership and personal development through his books and speaking engagements. He's started new businesses that blend his personal and professional interests, and he's supporting his fellow veterans with his nonprofit as well. And in this episode, Rob holds nothing back when he shares his views on current events, his predictions of being at war with a certain country, and his advice for anyone who is grappling with stress during these difficult times with COVID-19. He talks about the book he co-authored with Medal of Honor recipient Dakota Meyer and what he's doing right now to protect our Navy from a dangerous situation while they're at sea. So without further ado, here is Barbara Allen with Robert O'Neill. You're listening to the American Snippets Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. I'm really excited to be here again with Rob O'Neill for an encore interview. We had so much fun interviewing you and your brother stopped in on the interview the last time. It was hilarious and so much fun uh, for us to do. But today we have you all to ourselves, Rob. So thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us. Of course. Thank you, Barb. It's great to be here again. I see you. I love seeing that you are still out there, pushing forward, doing things your way. Um, and I don't know what it's like to be you. I see all the the blend of comments and feedback that you get. It is, it's actually like a sociology experiment for me to go on your page and see, <laughs> see how one thing you post triggers such different reactions in people. Um, but you're out there to fill us in a little bit on some of the initiatives that you're doing now. You have new businesses that you're launching. You're paving the entrepreneurial trail uh, another way in, in some fun ways to talk about some of the businesses that you're involved in now. And I know you have a couple that you're really excited about. Yeah, there's a couple there. And I, I appreciate you uh, being able to recognize a lot of the tongue in cheek stuff that I post. And it, it depends on which platform, like if it's, uh, 
if it's Twitter, God forbid, uh, just I, I stay away from there. Yeah. Oh my God. It's toxic. It used <laughs> to be, it used to be fun. And it used to be a platform where you can follow like your favorite athlete and just see what they're doing. Now it's, it, you can't talk about even with Donald Trump being off of Twitter, you can't mention anything without somebody yelling at you about Trump. Uh, it's, just, it's just bizarre. I mean, I go on there to joke with someone and just triggers of people offended by every damn thing. We're at a point in life where the truth offends people. It's crazy. And they, their emotions go different ways. And that's how it is. Uh, Instagram now is, is more fun for me, too. You, you get you get a hater now and then, but you just get people. The people are on there for a good time. So I like to post stuff, everything from um, my new uh, beer company. It's actually Armed Forces Brewery. Started off as uh, Seawolf Brewery, which is, is named after a class of submarine, Seawolf Sub. Navy. Um, based because it's out of Annapolis. Uh, it's where the Naval Academy is. And um, that was the influence. But then we decided to get more into because mine for the Navy was special hops, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> Very good IPA. I'm an IPA drinker. And, That's like uh, so dumb, not like dumb in a bad way, but it's like so like it actually just made me laugh out loud like in, immediately. But go ahead. <laughs> and we have a couple other funny <laughs> play on words beers, but we got the Marine Corps yeah. involved. We're going to get every branch um, it, you know, uh, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, and now Space Force. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's our new thing. And, and we're just in the in the stage of, of um, you know, getting the word out about Armed Forces Brewery. And then we were getting it in a few uh, stores, a couple of Navy exchanges in uh, Virginia and Maryland. We're moving up to, to New England and we're trying to spread out throughout the country. So that's fun. Can I uh, help you name a Gold Star beer? We think of some sick name for that. That's a very, very good idea. I don't yeah. know why that didn't. That is a brilliant. Okay, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna do so, okay, excellent, sure. excellent. That's, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> Seriously, that's a it's a great idea. That's because that's more military involved. It's awesome. Yeah, love that. Love that. Yeah, we're we're doing this. I'm, I'm gonna start. I'm taking. <laughs> if you see me looking at my phone, I'm just taking notes. That's my new way to do it. Yes, uh, go on. So there's that, and then uh, there is the um, the hot sauce, which is awesome. We, I had a I have a story about when, when we were in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, there was a few things to look forward to. Uh, but the two most important were were FaceTime or Skype with the with the daughters and so, both sons. I have daughters um, and meals, and so we would always bring hot sauce with us just to just to get the feeling of home. Um, and one of my favorite companies, I use their one of their hot sauces. I'm not get, I can't say it yet because you know, but uh, they heard my story and I went down to to Kansas City. And that's like home of barbecue, as they say, home of the hot sauce and all that stuff and, and really good hot sauce. So we, I sat down with their chefs and we made one and we were calling it at first Rob O'Neill's top secret hot sauce. And uh, I sent it out to like 70 friends, um, a couple uh, Instagram influencers, and they tried it and just blew their mind. And we're getting a good response. So we're going to make a, a second batch and we're going to put some cool stuff in it, like a coin and, and some other things and deliver to cool packaging. And then I'll, I'm going to do like a challenge. It's, it's no joke. It's real. I was going to say, does it have different levels? Is it like, do you have one flavor or like one well, level or is it like different right, levels? Of people? We have one flavor and I really like hot sauce. Mm -hmm. um, so it's hot, but it's, it's garlicky. <laughs> it's made with some pretty serious peppers. Um, but, but I, yeah, it's, it's funny jokes. Like I have a friend of mine who was a former Navy SEAL who, um, who texted me yesterday. He said he put too much on his, on his uh, tacos. And he said, if I had colon cancer, I don't anymore. <laughs> Which is funny, but what? Um, and then uh, there's that. I, I, I'm involved with a hand sanitizer company called Dab, which is a, a non-alcoholic hand sanitizer that lasts. Instead of doing the 15 second burn your hands with alcohol, um, and it lasts 15 seconds, then you're contaminated when you touch something. This one it, it lasts for um, 
four hours to 10 hours. We've tested it up to four hours. So it's like wearing invisible gloves. Really good, especially now during the pandemic. It's got a, a BZK is the, uh, the, the, the I, I didn't invent it. Some scientists did, and he did it five years ago before the pandemic, but I saw it, loved it, got involved with that. What made you what made you love it so much? Like hand sanitizer. If I had guessed all the things that you were into, I'd never be like hand sanitizer. That must well, be Rob O'Neill. What, what really got me was with uh, COVID spreading on Navy ships and Navy submarines. All right. Because you're, you're me being Navy, um, you're forced to live in tight quarters. And like it or not, if the Navy's not going to work like that. It's, it, it would be sad to see. Bottom line is, if, if they put um, a, a huge vat full of alcohol-based hand sanitizer in on a ship like the worst thing that can happen to a ship at sea is a fire and everyone knows that in the navy and that's a bomb a floating bomb okay. ours you, you won't burn it's not it's not alcohol-based and i was like you know if, if we can help the navy especially because when it comes down to it we're going to need sea power even in this uh politically correct environment when we fight china we're going to need the navy <laughs> when we fight china we're yeah, going yeah, back yeah. to we, that we, one yeah, okay. I mean, we can. We I know, shouldn't we can be laughing about that, but go ahead. Yeah, no, it's the truth too. But because everybody wants to, we'd rather be offended by um, who gets used which, ba- which bathroom as China laughs at us. They're gonna, you know, they, it's coming. So you know, I, I think our sons and ships shouldn't be carrying bombs that would, you know, be so. I, I went down. I went down to Mississippi where they're making it, and uh, um, I tried it. It's 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 not only is it flavorless. I didn't taste it, but it's not, it's not poison. It's odorless. And it doesn't dry your hands out. It actually moisturizes them. And it's, it, it lasts for four. Like, it's like putting on gloves for four hours. It, it kills uh, stuff on contact. doesn't hurt you at all. So is that out now? Is that available? For it's out. Now? But, you know, we're just having issues with um, CDC approval um, because, you know, Congress is in bed with Johnson & Johnson. And they're, yeah. they, you know, they don't want the new guy coming and kicking their ass. So, I mean, just, just it's fun stuff that I've been getting into because I, I was a, a public speaker, like you're a public speaker, and that 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 uh, business kind of went under for a while just because no one can get together because we're all afraid of, of the dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or the people that would come to the events, I guess, are more yeah, yeah, I, yeah. most of the speakers are like, bring it, man. Like. Let's yeah. go, you know. Uh, yeah. I did, are- I did give a speech in Vegas for a charity recently from my friend, Tony LaRussa, who, who, who uh, is big into rescue animals. And I got on stage and he was like, I know you don't want to, but you have to put the face mask on so you can speak. You know, it's like, oh, that's fine. Just, it felt weird. You know, you had to speak with the mask on? Not, not a mask, but the shield, like the, the, the glass shield or the plastic shield. From stage? Yeah. Like how close were you? More well, no, they had everyone, they had everyone social distanced, which I don't think works. Um, and then I'm on stage, uh, you know, a hundred feet away and I'm wearing this mask that fogs up when I get all excited about it. And so it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. We need to bring a lot of that back. I'm a believer now that, uh, you know, if, if, if you're scared, stay home. Yeah. If, if you're not, and you want to be free. It's amazing how much, how many, um, freedoms will give up on a whim nowadays. And shame other people for wanting to have them. Like that's yeah, that is straight up socialism taking over when your neighbors are telling on you for having for hugging your family at Thanksgiving, which is nonsense. For having ten pe- more than ten people at your house. And then how, how about the police coming in and taking them? Oh We've, my we, god! I, I had a place. Uh, I was staying in New York, and, and we were watching. Uh, I mean, it was scary because you got cops coming into a house. I'm not making this because too many of the Jewish families were having a big uh, celebration. It's like they're literally knocking on the doors looking for Jews. I'm pretty sure this happened in the past and did not end well. Yeah, I did see that story. And it's one of those that you're, you're like, really? 
like, am I seeing this correctly? You know, you yeah. just, it takes a lot to get through all the filters in your head because you yeah. really just cannot believe that, <laughs> that that's and actually we'll, happening. And we'll do whatever they tell us. That people will do whatever they tell. If Fauci said to put five masks on, I guarantee I'd see people with five or maybe even six masks because they want to yeah. like really please Fauci. I, I, like, I guarantee somewhere right now, as people are listening to this, there is some jackass at home in their own gym alone working with out. their mask on. <laughs> How about how about the uh, how about the um, the poor kids in the like the high school bands that have a mask with a hole so they can play their? Just saw that. I saw that. It's like their whole instrument is in a is in like in a shroud, and they just have the. Little... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they, they yeah they've dumbed us they've dumbed yeah. us down completely. We have turned into a nation of complete wimps. It's yeah. Like, I mean, and and you know I, you know God bless the people that had trouble in the South with uh, the snowstorm and the ice storms and. It sucks. It sucks. But it's like, don't just sit there and wait for the government to come save you. Actively participate in saving your own life. Like if, if my choice is dying in bed of cold, I'm going to do, I'm not going to lay there and die. I'm going to do something. Yeah. But people, it's a victim mentality. And it's, I mean, no, if I could go help my wood, that, that's why I did that stupid post of me in my ice cold uh, pool with a cigar and a book. Just, it's like, look, it's cold. It's just cold. Yeah, I did see a lot of stories and I have friends uh, out in Texas and um, they're telling me stories of how people are really stepping forward to help one another out. You know, like literally their pipes are just not built to withstand those temperatures, oh, right? So there's nothing you can do. So people's houses are being destroyed. And uh, and yeah, I have awesome. heard a lot of stories about people yeah. stepping forward to yeah. help. And then but what, what uh, and I'm not saying this the way it normally yeah. sounds, but it, it couldn't have happened to a better group of Americans because Texans will step up. I love Yeah, Texans. they're badass. They're going to be yeah. like, you know I, I what? I make light of it. I know if you're in an, in an apartment yeah. building and everything freezes, no water, then the water turns on and everything's contaminated. It's like, yeah. man, I mean, you, yeah, but they do step up. And, and just, again, though, it's one of those, it's one of those things where um, I'm a big believer in preparation vice over planning. And it's like, think about everyone making fun of the doomsday preppers. Mm. I know they look like geniuses now, right? One of the generators in the food that last 10 years is no. Maybe, you know, it's one of those things where it's better to, to, to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Yeah, I tell you what. And so here we live in New York, not the city, but you know, we're like 80 miles north of Manhattan, I guess. So we're really under the regime of Cuomo, who's totally batshit crazy, right? And, and what he's doing to the state. And we got AOC and we got Schumer is like, we don't know. Every day we get up, I'm like, oh my God, what are they coming for now? How much more do I have to pay? What am I going to be able to do? And so we're seeing New Yorkers in particular really start to say, okay, we weren't really paying attention. You know, none of us, none of us imagined any of this crap would happen, right? So now it's like just filtering down, okay, we understand it's happening. We're accepting. We're seeing New Yorkers get creative now, try to find ways to be you know, more people are getting generators. We're getting pistol permits by the boatload um, mm -hmm. coming in and people. So better late than never, I guess. But people are really waking up and not in the most obnoxious woke sense uh, that all the crazy Wake people. Up. There you go. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I got this yeah. from my friend Piers Morgan. Who wrote an, I, I'll plug his book. I was going to ask you about that. Uh, I saw yeah. you, you posted it and I was going to ask you, what is it about that book? Wake up that. Well, because Piers Morgan is a classic liberal. And classic liberals are awesome. Um, it's the fanatics that hijack the left. And so Pierce is like, he's, he, he's, uh, his version of left is so far right now. It's, it's crazy. And he just, he just writes stories about the stuff he saw here when he was at CNN. 
the stuff he sees now with Good Morning Britain over in the UK. Um, and it's just, it's a, it's a sensible book. I, I mean, I'd rather have an audio book than read a book, but I read his book um, just sitting there a day and a half. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's just so good. It's, 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 it's the same thing with the woke society, how wokeness is killing everybody. <laughs> no crap. Did you see the stuff at, at Coca-Cola? What they're, yeah. What, yeah. Like, yeah. What do you, what do you I, was like, I was like, well, <laughs> what are they going to do with vanilla Coke? I like that. <laughs> That's a good one, Rob. Uh, maybe you should maybe you should ask them. But yeah, I saw you post it. I know it's a good one. I have good ones, and I, I really <laughs> have piped down on social media because everyone gets offended. That's just a good joke, right there. But it is just a good if joke. you tweet it, I'm sure someone will fire me. All right. Well, I'll tweet it because nobody gives a shit about what I tweet. Well, I don't I'll even tweet. tweet. <laughs> you can. I'll tag you in it though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did see that post about that book, and you you got me. I'm going to go online and, and I, order I highly that. recommend the book. It makes so much sense, and it's. It actually makes you realize that the, the the moderate left and the moderate right have so much in common that that's how yeah. it used to be with the left right. and the right. Like, you know, whatever, we can still get in a room and we can negotiate this. Now it's just like, um, hey, uh, we really should consider helping Americans with this before we let all these migrants in getting. Uh, well, then you're just an asshole if you say Then you're that. a racist. Yeah. It's like, hey, well, hold the, hold the phone here. Yeah. And it's, and it's so bad now, too, that if, if someone calls you a racist, you're a racist. It's like there's not you can't even defend yourself. No, when you do try to explain why you're not, they say things like, it's so cute that you that you don't see it. And then you really just want to like... Well, the one too that bothers me is that yeah. uh, you have the uh, the Slackster coffeehouse misanthrope white guy with a scarf and a, and a bad mustache who's yelling at the black man telling him he's let his race down because he's a conservative. It's like, what? I, I what? don't know what, what has yeah. gone into... Where you a good book. I'm, I'm plugging it for sure. Yeah, and that's cool. And I actually emailed Piers the other day because there, there's someone mentioned him running for prime minister of the UK, and so I hit him up like, "Dude, if you need like a secretary of defense, I'll move to London. I don't, I don't know. I got nothing <laughs> no, you can't move. We want you here, Rob. Why don't you run for something here? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I'll help people, but I'm not, I'm not putting my family through the political bullshit that happens. I think your family's been through, been through yeah. their, their fair share. The, and of, they, I mean, heat for this country. Here's what's scary: is if I. Uh, if I did run for Senate, which I've been asked to do, I would run as a Democrat because they'll just I can say anything I want. This is true. <laughs> this yeah, is I true. Can, I can. I mean, look, look, the difference between Ted Cruz going to Cancun and uh, Governor Cuomo being basically responsible for the death of thousands of people. They're right. yelling at Cancun at Cruz. Cancun. Ooh, write that one down, too. That's good. Cancun Cruz. Yeah, I'm going to say he, he probably wasn't really thinking about all the repercussions of the image of a, of a trip like that. No, um, but well, it wasn't planning on, no one was planning on that weather and right, he, right, he right. Had the vacation, whatever. But the big question is who leaked his itinerary? Yeah. And, and obviously, well, once that person gets found, probably the left will name like a gym after them or something, right? Like, yeah, they'll, yeah. <laughs> they'll love it. Or, there's, a, or, there's a group of them out there that, that find itineraries. I've run into them before. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. Like that's they know just insane. Yeah. Insanity. Um, all right. So I'll pick up that book by Pierce Morgan. Did you see he also he did a series where he interviewed um serial killers? You no, see that? that was a great one. That was a great one. All right. And then speaking of books, I know you've co-authored one again recently here with Dakota Meyer. You want to talk about that one? Yeah, yeah. The way forward uh is a book that hopefully will come out in uh June. That's our planned publishing date. So we can you can find it like on Amazon or at my website, uh robertjoneal.com. I believe if not, I'll put it up. Uh, and anything Dakota Meyer has been posting about it. We're going to be active with that. I just said June, hopefully, because we did do the right thing and, and submit it to the Department of Defense, which um, 
again, that's purely political. It depends on how much they like you and how much you've pissed them off on social media because it's going to be one person reading your book. The good news is we've, we've both written um, uh, um, books. I, I wrote The Operator that was the, the first one about the bin Laden raid that was approved by the Pentagon and all the agencies. And then uh, Dakota wrote Into the Fire, approved. So, I mean, hopefully if we've, we're not saying anything new and it's not a war book. All it is, is it's a self-help book, kind of kind of like... Uh, um, uh, it, it, it's a combination of a couple of war stories, some cool stories, but what next? What do you do now? And how do you get through times like this? Because Dakota, you know, Dakota being a Marine from Kentucky and all of a sudden, you know, he, he's in the Kanjigal Valley and he's in hand-to-hand combat with some of the most grotesque people on the planet. Uh, I'm from Butte, Montana, became a SEAL, ended up killing bin Laden. And now as opposed to being a Marine and a SEAL, now we're kind of thrust into the limelight. Um, and just the the lessons that we've learned in combat, in 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 relationships, in the military, in combat, and then the transition, it's pretty much relatable for everything because it doesn't matter if you're if this, it doesn't matter if you're the CEO of a company, you've had your first day somewhere, yeah, and and everyone feels the same thing, a little bit of nerves. What like joining the military? I guarantee every single person who joined the military on the very first day in boot camp or or at the academy you know, plebe summer or whatever, they all said, what the fuck did I just do? What decision did I make? Why did I do this? And everyone's been there, but it's like being a freshman walking down senior hall in high school, scariest moment of your life, but you get used to it. Yeah. And, and then that's your bubble. That's your life forever. But then you move on. And then college, oh my God, I'm in college. But then you move on. And so if even people in the military, you got guys that retire with 20 years, that are 39 years old. 39 is a baby. And mm-hmm. now what next? So it's kind of a self-help book with a lot of comedy. Like we, some of the best comedy comes out of the darkest times. And so I could not agree more. Yes. But, and also most of us are crazy. It doesn't have to be combat to give you a very, very traumatic experience that affects you. And the further you get away from trauma, and you know, this as well as anybody, the further you get away, the harder it is to deal with. Yeah. And and it's okay. And so little things like uh, it's okay to ask for help. Like, if you're in a room full of people with a professor speaking, who doesn't understand? No, everyone looks around, but nobody wants to say it. But now it's, be, hey, I don't get it. But what part don't you get? It? All of it. Explain it again. It's okay to ask questions. You know, yeah. It's, 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 it's I okay. guess that's a fine line, right? On the one hand, you don't want to be the one that everyone's like, would you just shut up already? Like, you know, just to ask <laughs> the dumbest, dumbest questions. But on the other hand, odds are when you're raising your, if you're not understanding something, at least one other person in the room is yeah. neither, but they that's don't it. have the courage to, raise their hand. And probably someone's like, Oh, thank God. Thank God. Rob mm-hmm. just raised his hand and asked that because I don't oh, know. what. I didn't get it, yeah. And it's also funny yeah. to be on the opposite end. Cause I remember in high school um, and in my one year of college that it was always funny to crack a joke at, at someone that's teaching. And then I didn't understand why they got so mad. But then when I, now if I'm teaching a class, it's, it's like, dude, shut up. Like I'm <laughs> working here and you're, I mean, that was funny. I appreciate it, but. I'm in place. But what are you teaching classes on? Uh, I just, I do stuff on, on uh, leadership, team building. Um, uh, the same thing as the book, how to move forward. Uh, I'm getting into more stuff now. Like I'm, I'm, uh, it's, I'm getting requests to do uh, some shooting classes and then a workout, uh, stuff like that. And it's kind of, I'm kind of like, look, okay, I was a Navy SEAL, but I'm pushing 45 and I'm broken from years of everything. Yeah. So it's, I'm not putting you through a SEAL training workout. Like we might stretch a little, do some Pilates. <laughs> that's we're not, Don't expect me to get out there and lead you through a thousand pushups. We do have guys out there like Ray Care. I was just going to say, that's what you made me think of, Ray and Bedros right there. Yeah, but see, as far as physical ability, we, you know, we have our one percent, our one percenters, and they're out there, guys that can do, guys that can do everything all the time. 
but most guys are normal <laughs> at this age. It'll kill you. So you know, I'll hop on and do a couple with them, but I'm not doing a thousand in an hour. Yeah. It's funny how you almost get typecast, right? Like certain if oh, yeah. plays a role in a movie, then that's what you are. And I mean, there's part of you that's going to be typecast as, as that seal. Like, well, that's what people want to see in the movies. And the, well, it's even the stuff on, um, on Instagram. Now that, now that the war's over, um, everyone's, everyone's a war fighter. Everyone's a hero. It's like, you always see those shirts. Like I like to, I like to kick indoors and shoot people in the face. And I'm always like, no, you don't because you've never done it. Knock it off. I didn't know how many of my friends were war heroes until I didn't know how many of my friends had private jets until I got on Instagram. It's amazing. It is amazing. And how come they're not inviting you to fly with them? No, they, well, they don't, they don't have. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So I know that some of the things you give talks on are risk assessment and stress management. Mm-hmm. Um, with so many people in this country stressed out to the max and right. then a lot of people having to take risks to adapt to their businesses closing, you know, people are taking entrepreneurial risks to, to adjust. What are some things that some of those lessons that from your talks that you can offer here to people who are a stressed out because of COVID politics, whatever it is, like how to manage that stress and be uh, the risk assessment before you leap into that entrepreneurial path to adapt for maybe you lost your job or whatever it is. Well, um, as far as this, and I give myself my own advice every day. I get, I get stressed. I get angry. But uh, one of the biggest things I've learned, especially in COVID, is the, is like the make a list and uh, prioritization of what you're trying to do. Um, when something r- really makes you mad, write it down what it was, and then how you responded to it, and then keep doing that throughout the day. And then when you're um, in bed at night, look through your list and read your response. And now that you have time to think about it, how could I have done it differently? Um, kind of look at that and then uh, put them in order of preference and like pay attention to the top five and the rest of them forget about them. And it's like the email that you haven't answered in two weeks, delete it. It's not important. Yeah. It's the whole, everything's, everything's chaotic when it's all out there, but once you prioritize it and, and, and make a list, um, you know, keeping it simple, that, that, that helps. Um, and, and again, and it's, it's tough now because it, every, it, it, last year proves that most of the stuff you worry about never happens anyway. And it's the thing that hits you on a Thursday night that really turns everything upside down. Like, you know, March something or February or whatever. And we get hit with COVID now we're in quarantine. Um, uh, that's when you need your structure. And I think the most important thing in the, in the morning is getting, uh, getting the blood flow and doing 15 minutes of something. Um, cause like, I, you know, get up and, 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 you know, uh, air squats and burpees, how many can you do in 15 minutes and how much rest do you need there? And, and log that and how and do I get better at not needing to rest, just getting the blood flowing and, and I'll, I'll, you know, that, that helps a lot. And, and I, I found that if I don't do that in the morning, I'll, I'll, I, you know, if I push it, I'll work out in the afternoon. It doesn't happen. So it just, doesn't help you in the afternoon. No, or, I just, or it, it doesn't it, happen. Well, because it's it's also cool to get up, get coffee, and you know read yeah. the headlines. But if you just keep doing that, you're just gonna. Well, I'll just do the work cut tomorrow. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's easy to do. routine. And then the entrepreneurial stuff, like I, you know, I wish I would have invested in Zoom a year ago. Right. But there's stuff out there, and I mean, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna come back. It's it's got to come back. And you and you're seeing now that a lot of the experts are saying, well, it could be uh, herd immunity by April. But then you got Fauci saying it could be triple mass in 2022. Yeah, I just saw that today. I didn't see the triple mass stuff, but I saw him saying we're still wearing masks in 2022. But he also did say it might be safe 
to hug your family now if you're all vaccinated. So just in yeah. case you've you know, been holding back, Rob. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, but I mean, look at Florida. Florida's wide open. Yes, I'm going there Friday. Yeah, I can't I'm convinced that some people are getting a kick out of this, seeing how far they can push people. It, it, it does seem like that, right? Like, what yeah, it's like, it's, it's not like 2020 was bad because you got quarantine and then the murder hornet. But now 2021 <laughs> is like, okay, triple mask and anal swabs might work better. It's like, what are you talking about? I know. And it is like, it's like they're playing a drinking game. Like, I'm yeah. going to get this state to do that. Like, drink, you know? Well, and like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, seriously. Yeah. And if you notice, all, all these people making all these ridiculous laws and mandates have not missed a paycheck yet. Exactly. Exactly. And then they have, um, you know, we've been called or I've been called in particular all selfish when I'm like, businesses need to open. People are losing their livelihoods or families. And then you get called selfish because you care more about a business than somebody's life, you know, and it just goes on and on and on. The the, the crippling of the economy is a lot worse than the pandemic. And you got to, I mean, and we're also at a day and age where I don't, you don't know who's telling you the truth. Right. Like, I mean, I, I, I haven't lived other people's lives, but I haven't seen people dropping dead and turning into zombies in the street either. I did notice that the, the uh, flu deaths and heart disease have gone down to about half a percent. Yes, and it's a miracle. It, it's a miracle, Rob. Yeah, we, we cured the <laughs> flu, but we, yeah, this thing, this, yeah. We, I mean, we won't even admit who did it. You know, it's no. like you, you, can't, you don't say China virus because you're a racist or whatever, kind of whatever it is. Wuhan. Yeah. And I think, was it Dave that told me that we're funding, Dave, would you say we're funding um, the Wuhan lab now? Yeah, the lab, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're giving money to everybody. We, we give money to PAX. We give money to everybody. We give money to everybody. We're, without question, the nicest superpower in world history. We are pretty nice, right? We're we nice could people. Take, we could take over everything. Like even Canada could be America's hat. <laughs> we don't do it. Canada's going to love you now. All right. So I let me ask. Canada. I love Canada. Let me ask you, what is your opinion on this first month we've got through of the new regime here in this country, Biden's presidency, Obama's presidency, whatever you want to call it. He can just sit there and sign blank pieces of paper like he's doing, (laughs) what the hell he's signing, and the puppet masters are writing out 50 executive orders. I mean, shit, let's just have a king again. We never had a king, but we sort of did with the UK, with England. Um, But I mean, it's it's just so shady uh, with, you know, 84 million votes, most in history. And then Kamala Harris goes home and there's two people outside waving. It's like, really, did something go on here? And, and I mean, even other countries are saying he's cognitively deficient. And, yeah. you, it, and I watch him, you know, I, and I, I'm an American. I, I really want the country to succeed, but I watch him up there. He's reading words on a teleprompter. He doesn't even really understand what he's reading. Yeah. And he said things before. Just, he's like, I have no idea what I just signed. Like he, he said that into the microphone on like a hot mic moment. I don't know who's like, writing the uh, executive orders. Anybody's, anybody's guess. Right. But um, that was my thought. You know, my thought is that there's a whole lot of shit going on that we have no idea about, but none of, not much of it is, is good, but I want to believe differently. Right. Like, so- I want to, yeah, I really want to succeed. I don't think yeah. shutting, shutting down the, Keystone pipeline on the first day was a great idea because it's greener than anything. And that's not the only pipeline we have. And uh, we're still going to pump the same amount of oil, but we're just going to truck and train it. And now we're going to truck it. Yes. And expend all that fuel. There's big time like Warren Buffett's out there who own the train. So he's getting a kickback or whatever. Um, And it's, it does, it does more damage for the environment than, but, but they hear Keystone and they've been, they've been taught since an early age to get triggered by Keystone. Right. 
And like even the electric cars, like they plug in the electric car. Cool. Well, what's powering the electric car? Well, that building, what's powering the building? Coal. Coal. I know. (laughs) I know. And so when, if people would like look beneath the headlight, just peel back. Sometimes you don't even have to peel back many layers. Just peel back the first one. Just like start with the first layer and see see where that takes you. I just wonder what everybody's agenda is. It's got to be personal power for everyone making the decision. Because these, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of these de- decisions are nonsensical. The Paris Accord, uh, the Iran deal, the, 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 the reduction of sanctions on China, it, giving China access to our power grid. Like, what's this? What's this? That's another thing that I had to read over and over again. And, and like, part of me just can't actually believe that it's real. Like, but yeah. why? You know, I just I haven't found any good answer for that. What do you think are some of the biggest issues for average Americans who are, you know, we're small town moms and dads. We got kids in school who are learning things. We don't, we're not necessarily aware of. They're coming home with these thoughts and ideas or, you know, we're just trying to, to, to get by, right. Paycheck to paycheck Americans. What do you think some of the the biggest issues? It's gotta be tough right now to have, uh, to try to homeschool your kids and try to keep a job because your job's probably gone. Your business is closed. Your kids are at home. They're trying to make sure they get taught. And it's, um, I think the social skills a lot, that a lot of kids are losing, like, uh, you know, being in a classroom with other kids, learning how to interact socially. Um, recess is important for young kids, getting out there, playing sports. Like, think of these uh, seniors. This is their last year to play, and all of a sudden they can't play. Uh, yeah, and they're huge. losing scholarships and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah that, that's a problem, too. And just even the curriculum of uh, what the kids are being taught. I mean, it would be nice to be able to be a parent to sit over their shoulder and see what they're being taught, but you really can't because you're trying to keep a house running. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a lot, of, a lot of issues. I, again, I want to stay positive with everything. People are generally positive, but it's tough with this. I mean, at, at some point, you need to um, we need to get the country running. Yeah, and but speaking of positive and staying positive, uh, campaign of positivity is what you had posted uh, on Instagram the other day. Is that like a, a real thing? Are you starting this like? Or- yeah, I, I try to be. I mean, I used yeah. to. I used to get sucked into the Twitter negativity and all that stuff. But now it's, I mean, and again, for me, it's, it's more entertainment to see who I can yeah. poke. Because <laughs> I try, I try to be, I mean, I'm a big believer, even if you're having a really crappy day, try to just smile for 30 seconds. Even if you're having a bad day, it helps you out. Um, and you know, nobody wants to be around a negative Nancy. You got, if you keep positive, um, again, make your bed in the morning, get a workout and then try to do some good. Um, and it's, you know, I, I, what I wanted to, cause um, just with, uh, I, I'm fortunate in a place where I live, I can walk to the gym and that's where I make my videos outside, just walking there. Um, just, you know, trying to give people a reason to move forward. You know, it's, it, 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 how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And you, you know, we're going to, we're going to get, through, I mean, you know, there's the attitude of uh, we're going to get through this or from Groundhog Day. What if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. <laughs> uh, no, it's just, it's, just it's, and, I, and it makes me feel better just to talk, just to talk, not even to people, but give a message to people. I need to do more of that. I kind of slacked off this week, um, but, you know, fixing the website and trying to get the hot sauce going. Yeah, the hot sauce will be cool. I got a couple of kids, too. My sons really love that stuff. So when that's up and running. To answer your question earlier, too, we are going to make three types of it. There is going to be eventually a a medium and a mild. But the the first one, like the first one now is um, like it's really hot. But what what makes it great is like if if you're dipping it, dipping a pizza in ranch, you put the hot sauce in the ranch and mix it. Amazing. The hot mayonnaise is outstanding. But I I go straight up with the stuff, but it's legit. It's uh, it's good. So I think then you need to do... um do an interview with someone where, you know, like that wing show where they're having, yeah, I think I'm going to try to get on that. Yeah. 
do you be great on that show? Yeah. The only thing I hate about that show is that I didn't think of it first because it's freaking brilliant. I love it. Good idea. <laughs> it's it so really great. Good. But they thought of it first. But you could do like one episode with your hot sauce, get some people on and yeah. just for oh, kicks. Yeah. Good. You I, could I, do I it. Who was on there that was incredible was uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, yeah. He said something along the lines of, I'm not even going to make a, I'm not going to change my gesture. And he did it. Like the, at the end, he's whatever, his mouth moved a little bit. That was, he's an impressed pot sauce eater. <laughs> He's got to have a certain amount of discipline, right? Yeah, he can do anything. He's a marketing genius. All right. So a few minutes ago or earlier at the top of the interview, you had said when we fight China. And I made a note to go back to that because I want to hear your thoughts on it. (laughs) They need to sustain themselves. They don't do they don't care about any emissions and they're all about spreading. They're they're, uh, building these man-made islands in the South China Sea and they're spreading it out. They want to keep the Pacific fleet as close to Hawaii as they can. And I mean, eventually they're going to, I don't mean in our lifetime, hopefully, but you know, when they invade, it's going to be the, it's going to be the three most liberal States in the country. And that's uh, Washington, Oregon and, and uh, California. And that'll be easy because those, a lot of those people just let them in. Um, yeah. And I don't see a big invasion, but the, I mean, the issue is now with uh, you see stuff on the, the border of India uh, and they're they, like, they've used microwave weapons, which is, should probably against the Geneva convention, but weren't around when, happen where they can cook people from a ridge top away and they've done it where conventions uh, and laws are only good for people who abide by them and it's worse we make worse rules for ourselves yeah the criminals love it when when they, new oh, laws and stuff come out but yeah i think china's our biggest threat but russia's not far behind well china's um, now playing with the weather too right are other countries doing that like china has there's stuff going on that I don't even know. Like even right now, the administration makes fun of, fun of, uh, of uh, Space Force, which I, I mean, it's like they're so progressive, but they can't think past. Oh, Space Force. It's like we're not right. talking like the Millennium Falcon. It's not like, yeah, it's not like Chewbacca, right? No, it's like, <laughs> yeah, what happens, like, do you like your GPS and your phone? What happens when China blows up our satellites? It doesn't work. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I, you know, there, it's going to be a point in combat where it just turns into clicking a switch and everything's turned off. And now we're back to map and compass and hand to hand. So right. it's. But we're losing all those because we're we're dumbed down by technology. I, I remember um, growing up with my dad when I was you know in the the early nineties, and he said and it sounded ridiculous to me. He said if there will be a point where you don't even need to know how to figure out the problem, you know how need to know how to ask the question. And I'm like that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like look at every search engine in the world now. Yeah, but we can do it. So yeah, it's it's it'll be electronic warfare, magnetic warfare, space warfare. And the only issue is, I mean, we, for some reason, as, as advanced as every country gets, we just can't stop killing each other. I know. Bizarre. I, I agree. It's like, we're addicted. We're addicted to that. And then we're going to have a day where we just go primitive again. That's why all the preppers are, are looking pretty smart. They are. Right now. They are. Um, and yeah. then, then the, 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 the people from other galaxies that are watching us, I don't know if they're laughing or they're afraid of us. I, I think b- both they are laughing sort of like, laughing like we're the greatest joke of the galaxy but just like don't be dumb enough to go down there you, like if you go down there you deserve what you get kind of thing so yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I mean, but how cool was that like we have those people that put that rover on mars the other day that was amazing and you see the footage and you can the audio did. you hear the, the martian wind i didn't hear the wind because the, what I, the one i watched had had a voiceover with some guy explaining what you were no, watching they, 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 the, the first raw uh, one they put out has you can just, just hearing the wind and looking at rocks on mars yeah. So and saying that there used to be water on the planet. Like there, yeah. so it was once a planet full of water. You look around at earth, you're like, well, why are you looking at, is that earth in a thousand years or whatever it is? Who knows? Yeah. Awesome. And how, makes who you that, think. 
if they, well, I mean, and, and you know, never say never. What if, what if they create something that can go there and come back? Imagine the minerals they could bring back from Mars. Imagine how we could just destroy a whole other planet. <laughs> Why not? Let's go. Can we go there so we can kill each other over something someone made up? Yeah, let's do that. Like, let's just expand, expand our killing. killing and we still have, we still have flat earthers. <laughs> don't go, don't go there because I, and you're supposed to be kind, right? And talk about, I mean, if somebody literally says to me, the earth is flat, what do you do but laugh, right? Like, okay, yeah. I don't know, like no. from some new meds or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> This is not the politically correct episode um, today. We're trying to be. No, fine. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, no, we're fine. I don't, I don't really worry about that. All right. So before I, I let you go and back to whoever I see you looking at over the screen, right? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, keeping I'm looking you at one of my kids. Oh, kids. Hello, kids. We'll give <laughs> your dad back in, in a second. I know we locked our dogs out. My one son came home from high school. We told him to be quiet. Um, all right. But, you know, we asked and I, I asked it on the first time we interview you, but I'm going to ask you again, see um, how we're saying we're different. We're going to hold it up against against it and see if you were lying the first time, right? Okay. Just, okay I'm just, just kidding. So, you know, part of why we started American Snippets was when a couple of years ago, we thought that this country was taking a turn for the negative, for the, for the worse negatively, right? We thought the divisiveness was at an all-time high then, and we just wanted to be a wave against it. But part of the negativity uh, that we saw was people insisting that the American dream is dead or a myth or it's only available now we're hearing it's only available for certain classes or colors and that, you know, one color is suppressing the other and, and all this stuff. Right. So we don't think any of that is true. We think the American dream is alive and well, no matter who you are, where you come from, what you look like and all that. Um, but we also know it's different and unique to everybody. So we'd like to ask you what the, you know, what is your own personal version of the American dream? Well, the American dream is dead. Why is everyone trying to get here? That's the question, you know, and uh, it, 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 the and the people who are loudest against socialism are people who immigrated here from socialist countries. So getting away from it, trying to come here, because I mean, even with the pandemic, this is the greatest country uh, in the world. And and uh, it, once you get back rolling, it's it's just it's sad to see the pandemic crush so many small businesses, bars and gyms and stuff like that. Uh, but it's, it's going to be available soon once you know once we take our liberties back and realize um, that we can still do stuff. You know, still be entrepreneurs. So you can do this. Well, you can for now, uh, better than anywhere. Once the you know they hike the taxes up and all that stuff, that's going to be more. Uh, I don't again. I don't want to get too negative, but once I start worrying, once but being people, realistic is not being negative. Yeah, go ahead. I, I start worrying once people stop trying to get here, and they're. I mean, they're coming, and a lot of you know they're 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 coming. A lot of them, and I don't blame them coming up through uh, Central America across the the border trying to get a better life. A lot of them are. There's other shady stuff going on there, but. Uh, we, we have the ability to take care of people that aren't even citizens. And that, this is a great country. And the nice thing is once you get off social media, because, you know, it, it, it's a different world between social media and the real world. Like, no, <laughs> there are there are places that do have the complete lockdown and quarantine and drive yourself nuts. But I mean, go outside in Tennessee, go outside in Florida, go outside in different places. People are doing the same stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the people are optimistic. People are happy. People generally happy. Like I, it's, it's fun to, um, like bump someone's shopping cart on accident at a Kroger and you can tell you're both sort of laughing, but behind your stupid mask, you really can't tell. So, <laughs> but, uh, no, people, or when you're going the wrong way against the arrows and you give each arrows. other the nod, yeah. like the going the, the wrong arrow. way nod. <laughs> I love the, yeah, the stand here and it's becoming the norm. That's what's scary. Yeah. The, the stand here, stand here, stand here. Just, you know, little sheep, but. I'm, again, I'm optimistic, and and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on keeping on. Excellent. Who do you want to see run in 2024? Uh, Ron DeSantis. 
Probably Candace Owens or Tim Scott. In what order? How would you, who's who? I think, I think Tim Scott, I like, um, he's, he, you know, he's, uh, he, he's, he's kind of, he's a straight shooter and he, and he's got a very, very good demeanor, uh, experience. Ron DeSantis is because of what he's doing with, with the, the freedom, you know, this is your free state, do what you do right. and try to deal with it as best you can. And I like Candace Owen because she just, uh, for a number, you know, being an African-American woman, uh, extremely smart, competent, um, conservative. And she is so, she's probably the quickest of the three, uh, that I mentioned off the cuff, as far as legit arguments that they, she immediately breaks her opponent down to where they have to start calling her names. And once yeah. someone start calling your names, you won. Yep. So, yeah. There's really, it's a long way out. Who knows my, I mean, I don't know. For all we know, uh, there's going to be Republicans, the Trump party and Democrats. And then, you know, Hillary Clinton wins. <laughs> Shut up, man. She's going to live to be 150 years old. <laughs> I know. I know the awful people do. Pelosi too. Who's going to live older? Like she's going to live for freaking ever. Right. Um, not that you wish anything bad to happen to them, but, you know, really they should don't. just go retire somewhere. Like go. And I'm, I'm also a big believer that a lot of these people on Capitol Hill, they yeah. say something on television, on social media, and they all go out for cocktails afterwards. So whatever. yes, they do. Yes. I believe that you see them like fist bumping each other afterwards. It's all a big freaking show. And we're just like the, the audience and the puppets in it. Right. Um, class warfare. Yeah, I know. All right. So there's a couple of charities I know that you support or you're involved in or, you know, you like to see succeed. Let's go through name a charity or two. And my charity is Special Operators Transition Foundation. And I co-founded that right around 2014. And it helps special operators transition to the private sector because uh, a lot of the men and women getting out. I like I was talking about earlier, you know, you're 35 years old, don't know what to do don't realize how qualified you are. We put them through a, a sort of a, not, not necessarily an apprenticeship program, but more a mentorship. And then um, where, where do you want to live? What do you want to do? Here's the introduction. And then we put them, put them out there. And uh, I've got a lot of great people working that um, former special operators doing that. And a lot of, a lot of fellows. Uh, so that's good. I, I, I do that one. Uh, I got, I actually wearing a shirt right now for a, a, that's called the bone frog open. That's run by my, my buddy, Darren McBurnett. He's on Instagram as McTeams. Uh, and he's, he's a photographer. He's a photographer, professional skydiver, uh, air to air photography, rock climber, Navy SEAL, former instructor. And uh, his book is the Uncommon Grits. Well, I can't believe I'm plugging everyone else's books here. You, <laughs> but, oh, uh, I got my book here. I'm going to send it to you. It's called Front Toward Enemy, by the way. Every time you wear that shirt, I'm like, oh, look, there, Bob, I'm going to tag my book. In. book? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so his, his yeah, Bone Frog is, uh, he, he, he's a uh, foundation who supports other foundations for military. Yeah, that's cool. awesome. And then obviously, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, I do some stuff with Folds of Honor once in a while, but, but they're getting, they're getting million dollar checks every week. So they don't need me to plug them too much. No, they're, they're out there. Right. But you know what? A couple of my kids have been scholarship recipients of, of Folds of Honor. No, they're incredible. So I know. I, I yeah. Know, Dan Rooney, who runs, I used to, he's I, dialed it in, man. He has, I was, you're so used to calling him major Dan and then he gets promoted. So that's Lieutenant Colonel Dan. Uh, but he's, um, yeah, you know, and he, you know, everything is so funny too, because he's a, he's a fight, a fighter pilot. Um, he's a, a pro rated golfer and, uh, all he, all he needs is a son. He's got five daughters, <laughs> not that they can't do it, but it's just, you know, something like that. But yeah, so folds of honor. Great. They, they've done a true, uh, his foundation is so good. And he just has the Midas touch. D Dan Rooney's just salt of the earth. I mean, it's a, a God fearing war hero, uh, entrepreneur, 
uh, philanthropist. Love that. Love him too. I just, I wasn't t- talking down about him. I said, he doesn't need much more. I know you weren't talking down on him. Don't be, I, do we make you nervous, man? You don't have to like, no disclaimers on this show. We get oh, it. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no disclaimers. We know. And he is, I saw him speak once at an event um, I was at and then I cornered him afterwards. And I was like, look, my kids are recipients. Thank you so much. And he's like sat down and actually hung out and, and talked with me. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Cool dude. All right. Rob, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us. I'm excited to see where you go here in the next um, few months, especially. Let's get that gold star um, sauce or beer going, gold star beer going. Right. We got yeah, some obnoxious names for that. it. I'm dead serious. <laughs> my kids make the worst make, we'll make the worst jokes about that. Um, not everybody thinks they're funny, but, you know, it gets us through. Um, but, yeah, th- thank you again for taking okay, the time sure. to sit with us. Thanks, Barb. I appreciate it. All right, everyone, that wraps up another episode of the American Sippets podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'd like to personally thank Rob O'Neill for sitting down with us again for a second time. It's always a blast to have him on the show, and we're super grateful that he took the time to sit down with us uh, once again. If you got any value out of this episode, please share this podcast with a friend, uh, share it on social media. Make sure you leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app like podchaser.com. Uh, don't forget to check out the show notes on this episode by going to americansnippets.com forward slash newsletter. You can check out the show notes, uh, re-listen to the podcast interview, and watch the video interview that we did here with Rob as well. Again, we appreciate you being here today. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are. <music>